Pro Wrestling Spotlight presents True Hill Heat 54. We are live back at True Hill Studios. We are without our True Hill resident alcoholic top guy, JJ. Hi, JJ. I hope you travel safely and having fun across the world on the pond over there. I hope you get the pond ready for this Which evil True up. Hill that is heading there next week. But we are here to join you guys. It is me, it is me, your True Hill phenom, SP3. Back once again with the lovely, the beautiful, the princess of all True Hills, the bottle girl of the True Hills, yeah, and Miss one, and Miss Chipotle in this week's episode, Miss Chrissy Love. Hello, hello, Chrissy. Woo! Hey, everybody. I, I, was, I was waiting for our Sorry. producer. I know, right? Our producer took the week off last week, so sure so I thought me. he would give you, you know, a round of applause. Gotta get back in the swing of things, man. <laughs> get it going, get it going. <laughs> But thank you guys for watching on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Any of you guys watching on uh, True Hills page, if our producer doesn't mind uh, sharing that on the True Hills page, I would greatly <laughs> appreciate it since his phone is Andy for once. <laughs> but yes, we are going to be sharing and we're going to be talking about all the news going on in the professional wrestling world. Of course, the big news of the sort of return of CM Punk Word. to the WWE. Yeah. Is that like return? Or is that, not, I don't call it return. I don't call it comeback. I don't, I don't know. Sort of. Jordan Miles officially quits WWE. Uh, Tom Lawler, Filthy Tom, might be leaving MLW. And of course, we're going to get through. Is and Filthy Tom? Yes, Filthy Tom Lawler. And we're going to review AEW full gear in detail. So we got to get through the roll call. The True Hill roll call is how we start every one of these True Hill Heat podcasts. That's where we shout out our top three conversation starters on the True Hills Heat True Hills group page, as well as anyone who's supporting the True Hills group page, the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, or our True Hill Heat page, as well as YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So let's shout out our True Hill Trinity, our top three conversation starters. Coming in at number three, Steve Gerwig of Gerwig.net. He's always posting up about a whole bunch of news stories that he's got on that website. So shout outs to Steve. Another Steve, a more famous Steve to the True Hills group page, the true face himself, Steve Salvage. Shout out to him and once again at number one the negro buck nick jackson a couple of the true hills we got a shout out aturo jr paz robert cortez uh dale young rj nagatinip bill chadwell and sammy lazarus and a very special shout out and thanks to love story bra yes. in brooklyn on white club avenue uh big shout out to their owner will yeah. will even helped us out with the lights on our beautiful true <laughs> little 53 stage and of course our good friend of the podcast of our youtube channel romeo for allowing us to throw our aew full gear viewing party at love story Great turnout Woo! for you guys, our two heels that came out to Brooklyn to support us and watch the and show. That freezing ass cold. Came out in the freezing cold to Brooklyn and hanged out with us, watched full gear. We got a little bit of the bubbly when a certain person got a victory. So <laughs> we were very happy. The, mar and the margaritas was on point. Um the lady that was at the bar. Patrol Patrol Margarita was on and popping at Love Story for sure. So if you're in the Brooklyn area and you want to have a nice night out especially on those week weekend nights it's getting cold so yeah. go to love story love story <laughs> and you know get a drink from will and uh they're they're great bartenders over there and definitely we'll be back at love story 
very, very, <laughs> very soon. That brings us to some huge announcements that we got to start off the show. We don't. We usually save our announcements for the end of the show, but we're gonna hit you nice and early with some huge announcements for the end of the year as well as 2020 for True Hill Heat. So announcement number one: our next viewing party. Our next viewing party, you know, I kind of was called like the host of our last viewing party, but I'm going to pass this torch to a Miss Chrissy Love. What? Yes, Miss Miss Chrissy Love is going to be the main host for our podcast for our next viewing party because our next viewing party will be on Sunday, January 12th for Impact Wrestling Hard to Kill. And Miss Chrissy Love, I'm gonna give you the reins because Tessa Blanchard will make history as the first woman to main event a pay-per-view and go after a world <laughs> title. So you are gonna have your own all-female podcast oh, once again. So oh, I am passing the reins to you once again. Oh. We're gonna celebrate Tessa, we're gonna celebrate Miss Chrissy Love, and Miss Chrissy Love, you are without me, you can do the agenda, you can do whatever you want on this episode. So Here it's we all about know. you. All right. All right, boss. Sure. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a hot girl winner. Uh, <laughs> it was even an announcement to her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't even, I'm speechless right now. Um, what were you doing? I, think, I know we were going to do another um, all-female podcast episode. Uh, I didn't know when, but I just knew it was going to happen. But thank you. I appreciate Hey, you got two months to prepare. There you go. Uh, sure. <laughs> But yes, we're gonna be back at Love Story Bar in Brooklyn. So if you didn't, if you weren't able to join I'm gonna us, make sure I dress warm. Exactly. If you weren't able to join us for AEW Full Gear, a couple of my friends couldn't make it. A couple of people that I don't know that messaged the page couldn't make it. Come on down to Love Story Bar in Brooklyn, New York, January 12th. Impact Hard to Kill. Not many places will be having viewing parties for this pay per view, but the True Hills are the first ones who are making their announcement for. Impact Hard to Kill on January 12th. Join us at Love Story. If you're not going to go to Dallas, the best place to be is with us at Love Story. Nice. So we're going to promote that. We have a whole bunch of margaritas ready. Margarita is going to be on deck, and we're going to have much more announcements about this viewing party as well. Maybe a few surprises as well, so stay tuned. Announcement number two. We are going to be expanding our YouTube channel. Our YouTube channel, you know, we're, we are very close to exceeding 300 subscribers for our YouTube channel, but in 2020, we want to expand further. We want to get to viewers who are watching us on our on Facebook Live via the Spotlight Nation as well as through the True Hills page. And we want to get new viewers who's never watched us on Facebook Live, never seen one of our viewers, our, our, our videos on YouTube. So we are going to be expanding with brand new content and segments to True Hill Heat YouTube channel. So first up in this first slate of uh, segments that we're going to be announcing, I want to announce that I'm going to be bringing... Uh, Sort of the segment that I was doing on the spotlight before. It was called Weekly Heat, but right. now it's going to be called The Three Count with SP3, where I'm going to be going through... <laughs> of course you have a three in it, of course. Of course. We're going to be going through daily so news with you guys, so I'm going to be probably doing it two times to three times a week on our True Hill Heat YouTube channel, The Three Count with SP3, so we can get to you more news. You don't have to wait our long two-week gaps for True Hill Heat. You can get more news in between this time with the three count with SP3. But that's not the only news show that we're bringing to True Hill Heat. 
YouTube channel, uh, the one and the only, like I mentioned him before, our good friend, Romeo Anthony Cologne, as many call him on the True Hills uh, group page, the true troll of, of, <laughs> of the True Hills group page. He has the Charlotte Appreciation uh, post that has been ongoing since Which January 1st. Him. He's got a, a, a Becky complaining uh, post since January 1st. He is a man that keeps consistency. He has can't miss picks. He has so much to bring and offer to our YouTube channel, and he is going to be bringing it weekly to our YouTube channel and with his new segment to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel called The Romeo Report, <laughs> where he's going to be giving you his news and can't miss picks every week via our YouTube channel. And the next one we got to name is another former host of True Hill Heat, Drunk Guy JJ. He became famous <laughs> on True Hill Heat 46 when he got drunk hey, hey, off the head. <laughs> Sorry. You I'm call sorry. him Tyreek? That's Tyreek. That, that, that's the worst. I know Jaquan's watching. He's probably not happy about you referring to him as the worst character on Power. No, but... I mean, like... <laughs> but, yes. He ain't got no job. He all that every show. Excuse me, now I'm going to talk. I was giving you time to eat. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> he ain't got no job. I don't know. What, what he, what's your employment, sir? You always at every show in the third row. How you get those hooks? And you got you taking flights. He's not getting on the bus. <laughs> He's not taking Ubers there. He's getting nope. on flights to these places. And hanging out and getting pictures with everybody, too. Yep. You, so you pay him to get these pictures get done. Tyreek. You get that money. Your mama Are you accusing him of something? I, I think she is. He's a construction worker, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but he works for Same Man's construction company. He he exactly. I know he does. Exactly. He works at a pharmacy. He's got multiple different jobs. He does a lot of different things. But he became famous with us on True Hill Heat Drunk 46. No, I love him very much. But Absolutely. I need to know what the hookup is, sir. But... For his segment that he is bringing to our YouTube channel, he is going to be doing drunk raw reviews, which means he gonna be that. Drunk watching, well, you need to be drunk to watch raw. No, he's actually going to be taking shots for every bad segment on <laughs> raw. Oh my god! So it is called Going Raw with Drunk Guy JJ. Going raw? Yes, Going okay. Raw with Drunk Guy JJ is coming to the True Hill Heat YouTube channel, and then finally, Miss Chrissy Love, you're going to be coming up with your own special segment. For the YouTube channel. So, if you want to tell the people at home what's going on. I am going to be doing the uh, SmackDown review. It's going to be... Um, what is it? SmackDown review with the lynches? Basically. No point intended, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not, not related to Becky. No relation to Becky. Um, well, you'll most likely see myself and my two sons and most likely my husband will be sitting back and reviewing what happened on SmackDown on Friday nights. If it's not happening on Fridays, you'll see it on Saturday. So you will get to see myself and the whole Lynch, Lynch clan ready to rock and watch SmackDown Live. So. so we'll probably be dropping those videos on Saturday. So stay tuned on Saturdays. It's SmackDown Review with the Lynches. So we're bringing more Chrissy love to you guys. <laughs> so we want to hear from the Pro Wrestling Spotlight and the True Hills. What you guys think about our announcements, our expansion of our YouTube channel, or anything else that we're about to get into through our top news. What's going on? All right, the Negro Buck says, straight edge edition of True Heel Heat. And he's got to get used to seeing us on Thursdays. Absolutely. Yes, we are sir. here. Thursday night delight. Chris says, SP3 botches more last names than Jim Ross. <laughs> yeah, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> he also says, Margarita Mania was running wild. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And what he wants is Jabroni Thursdays on YouTube. Ooh. I mean, Jabroni, Jabroni Thursdays. Chris, could, uh, Chris, uh, talk to me in my inbox. Maybe we can mm. we can make something happen. Maybe we can bring a new show to our YouTube channel as well. I am not. Sound bad, actually. Th- that is just the first slate of segments that we're bringing to our YouTube channel. I'm gonna have more announcements next week on True Hill Heat 55. We got. I want to give a shout, a special shout out to our good friend Ness, who was our producer on yes, True Hill Heat yes. 53. Woo! And Woo! Just to give you a tease. We might have an announcement regarding next next week on True Hill Heat 55 about our expansion of wow. our YouTube channel. So okay. stay tuned. Uh, so we got to continue. I think that's all from the spotlight and the True Heels for now. Keep commenting in the comment section. Any questions, especially our new viewers, we want to know where you're from, where you're watching, and if you're going to go on YouTube and press that subscribe button to get more True Heel Heat. And make so, your friends subscribe to our channel. They don't have to watch it, but make them subscribe, okay? Just that's subscribe. All. That's so all. Just hit the subscribe button. That's, that's right all. There, so before we get into our top news, I want to give a special dedication to this episode, and a special RIP uh-huh. to uh, fantastic New York City independent wrestler, yes, yes. Matt Travis. Yes. Matt Tra- Travis unfortunately passed away over the weekend due to uh, a driver, a hit and run murder. It's a tragic story, a tragic uh, time right yeah, now yeah. in the New York City independent wrestling area. So we want to Give this dedication to True Hill Heat 54 for MBK. This is dedicated to MBK. So shout out to everyone who trained with them, everyone that came across them. Good brother. I know next week uh, AEW's got a match dedicated to him as well. So we are dedicating True Hill Heat 54 to Matt Travis. So we got to get into our WWE news. So to switch it up, take it away from a somber moment to bring it a more celebratory moment for a lot of WWE fans. Our top news for WWE is CM Punk returns, sort of, to WWE. After WWE Backstage uh, got bombed its first week with 49,000 viewers on Fox Sports 1, they came back this week with a bang. At the end of the episode, it was Renee Young said that she had a surprise for the people on, on In the Ring, Booker T, Paige, Adam Cole, and Samoa Joe, and he, she said the surprise is, and the music hit, we heard the guitar, we heard the cult of personality, and CM Punk walked out on a WWE show, he got in the ring with Renee and the rest of the folks, and he said, as soon as you got the answers, I changed the culture, and it's been officially announced, CM Punk has joined WWE Backstage as a correspondent, he won't be on every single week, but he will be on regularly, he signed a deal with Fox, not the WWE, so all you wrestling fans who said, he's he's back, he's back, he's gonna be at WrestleMania, what, guys, 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 Hold on, no, 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 no. They were like, hold on, hold on, guys, guys, guys. Usually at this time, usually at this time of the year, we know who Triple H is versing. We don't know who Triple H is versing. CM Punk is back. So Chicago, Chicago, that's Survivor Series in Chicago. He's obviously going to be at Survivor Series, and he's going to set up his match with Triple H. No, please calm the fuck down and (laughs) decrease the sugar intake, motherfuckers, please. Goddamn. But what did you think about CM Punk's return? Like sort I said, of. sort of. <laughs> Didn't think I'd ever see the day, first of all. And two, clever how he's only signed a deal with Fox and not WWE. Because I was like, well, how much ass kissing did Triple H and Vince have to do to get his ass back? 
Who made the call? I wanna know. I wanna hear the phone call. Hey, friend, how you doing? It's been a long time, you know. Need some things to talk to you about, you know. Just you know, we're you know getting our ass kicks and a little bit of ratings. Want to see if you want to come over and you know help us out a little bit. Not as a wrestler. Not as that's too much so far. Just just be a commentator maybe. And then CM Punk said, sure, why not? I really want to hear the conversation, the back and forth. What's the, the funds? What's the dollar signs looking at on those lines? Well, well, I will tell you how the conversation sounded between Triple H, Vince McMahon, and CM Punk. Okay, good. It sounded like that. Nothing. It was, <laughs> there was no conversation oh between Vince McMahon and Triple H. CM Punk, and I quote, came out before he got the job with WWE backstage on Fox. He said, and I quote, when I thought it was a WWE job, I was not interested. I did not mm. even want to talk to them. Okay. Then my agent told me it's a Fox job that is through Fox. WWE will give their blessing, but it's not a position. You are not signing a contract with WWE. He has signed a contract <laughs> as a Fox analyst for WWE backstage. That's the difference. There's no conversation yet. Yet, I'm not saying so, all your all your optimism and getting very excited about this and thinking that it will lead to a return. I'm not saying that it won't be. Maybe down the line, this is leading to a return. But honestly, I feel like if he does return, he's returning to perform for the Saudi prince. Oh, he will return no. for sweet Saudi money. Seven, 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 seven. Yes. Not, not, not number five next year. Not number six next year in 2020. 2021. Sweet side money. Seven. He will return. You think that's where he's gonna go? Hey, uh, he turned down. He also turned down. He turned down, down AEW's um, funds. Yes, he turned down. To go uh, he turned down a wrestling contract with AEW that Tony Khan offered him, a big money one, which would have sure. made him the highest paid wrestler for AEW. He turned them down because he has no interest of wrestling long term. Hmm. Okay. If he is gonna wrestle, it's probably gonna be a one, two time type of deal. That's why I say he, he like a deal like the Undertaker, just wrestle maybe like once or twice, which is better. I'm saying, but who knows. I mean, I just think the best thing, if he's going to come back for one match, come back for that sweet Saudi money. He can make five mil. He can set up the rest of his life. He can set up his kids' kids with one match in Saudi Arabia. No, well, I don't want to go to Saudi Arabia, though. It's not up to you. Big money. Big money. Fans need to start thinking about the big money. How big these, Yo, all I will tell you is a quote from Les Thatcher. In wrestling... They're all whores. <laughs> they ju- you just have to figure out the dollar amount. <laughs> Woo, they want to pay these whores to fight, huh? Okay. That's all Whatever. it is. Whatever. How do you feel about this whole thing? Um, I'm, I wasn't excited. I, yeah. I saw it. I, guess- I saw it. And the only thing that I, that I thought to myself that was like, this is cool, is that CM Punk now has to watch WWE. He has to watch it to have an opinion on it, to be an analyst. So he wasn't even watching it before. He, he, he said at StarCast in Chicago during All Out Weekend, he said he has not watched anything from WWE. He was told by, in the interview at StarCast that uh, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch had went on vacation and gotten engaged. He was like, wait, wait, wait. He was like, wait, wait. Isn't Seth Rollins like a top star and Becky Lynch like a top star? He was like, they was like, yeah. He was like, 
Wait, what? They, they went on vacation? <laughs> they got time off? He didn't even know people get time off now. He's been so far removed from the professional wrestling world and WWE that he didn't even know that. Oh, interesting. So all I will say is that CM Punk now has to watch wrestling, and I can't wait to hear his opinion on it. Let's hear you guys' opinion from the spotlight and the true hills. Okay, Chris said he reacted for a moment that he kind of missed this shit. I hope he gets the desire to get back in the ring. Yeah, probably not. But I mean, if you're getting, if you're getting paid like a good like six figure contract to talk about wrestling, what's the initiative to to go in the ring and risk your body when you when you know you're not going to be able to perform like you used to perform? Eric Smiley B Nesby says Punk versus Stone Cold. Perfect. The, you, 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 it, I, and the Saudi prince will probably put up that money to make that possible for you guys. Sweet Saudi money. That's all I'm telling you guys. It's going to happen. <laughs> all right. Any, any comments you see you want to read? No, not, not yet. All right. So we got to move on to our next topic. We'll, we're going to get more into CM Punk. We'll probably have more to say about his first full week on WWE backstage. But definitely the top news so, coming out so of WWE. On backstage is Renee Page. Booker T, they put Samoa Joe in. Samoa Joe was a guest. Oh, he was a guest. Okay, yeah. I was gonna say. Samoa Joe and Adam was... Cole were guests Ooh, on the show. Thank God. Okay, guys, <laughs> You got a word. I almost had like I got I got word. I was like, no, poor Joe, poor Joe, Joe. Oh, Joe. So we touched on this last week and True Hill Heat fifty three. He's seen in like ten years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we'll get, we'll get into him as well. But uh, okay, uh we talked ahead. about it on True Hill Heat fifty three. But we got to talk about more after this video was released. I think it was, was yesterday. Oh, Jordan God. Miles or as he wants to be called because he doesn't want to be called by his slave name anymore, ACH. Don't forget the super bitch. Uh, he has officially quit WWE with a very uh, a profanity-filled promo via, I think it was like Facebook Dude, Live. Or, like, hey, it was a promo to me. It? He got his catchphrase in. He let us know that he's done with the company. <laughs> like that's, This was a promo. Jordan Miles has officially quit WWE. He says that he is quitting the racist company. They they've done years of holding people down. It's been expo- it's been uh, released a report from Black Wrestling Alliance that uh, Jordan Miles is said to be suffering through mental illness, and that WWE even offered to give him time off That's to bad. get mental help about like his issues right Damn, now. So, so what are your thoughts on Jordan Miles him quitting the WWE and the latest report about his mental issues? It's really sad if he does have mental issues and they try to give him help and you turn it down. Because you was on paid leave. Now, who, any person that's on, they have a job and they want time off and they pay and they telling you to just stay home? Time to who, half. Don't, who don't want that? Time to half. Are you crazy? I've been on a beach. I would have been on a beach right now chilling. And it's called in, this, in New York City. You crazy. Man, exactly. Listen. I would have been You gave me six months leave and I'm getting paid for it? I'm out. Have a good time. Have my drink. 
But I mean, Turtles. I didn't. I didn't need this report from the Black Wrestling Alliance to figure out that he had mental health issues. I mean, I probably should have said it, but I kind of assumed he did because he like because he was you, lying about the whole other gist of everything. Well, no, he had he had a good point with his first tweet. Like Top Guy JJ said on True Hookie Fifty Three, he had a good point with his first tweet. We were, he had the support of the culture, and then he dragged it and showed that he had an agenda. Mm-hmm. But the agenda was so far out there, and something that he's been out of ROH for years now. Like he's yeah. been out of ROH since like 2015 or so. So yeah, to then been doing, yeah. to drag that up, and he's he got yeah, he's got so bad feelings about that that he drags that up. He calls Jay Lethal or Uncle Tom. You know that was a. He he showed that he he's Where's going through the, something. Yeah, he's going through something. And once he started calling other people names, and then he was like, "Something hmm, right." Exactly. Like it. Something's wrong. I hope that he does get mental help, but he's kind of burned his bridges with other companies. AEW has come out and said that they're going to stay away from. Uh, <laughs> they don't want none of that stuff. <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling also is probably saying the same thing. So two of the best companies that he could have left up to be for are going to stay away. Hope he got some money in the bank. He's got to get it together because I, I I think he's going to have to stay away and be off from wrestling, something that he said he loves to do for a little bit because he burned a lot of bridges for places he, he could. He probably need time off and just, you know, just relax anyway. He yeah. probably, you should have been at the beach. I told you. Beach weather. Let's hear from the spotlight in the true hills about it. Beach weather is good for your mental health. All it right? is. All right. right. The water, the sound, the ocean. All right. All right. Ness says, that video was funny as fuck though. <laughs> When dude called him an Uncle Tom, that's when he got super triggered. <laughs> he did the growl. He was like... <laughs> <laughs> Tamara S. Battles says, I hope he gets the help he needs. Yes. And Chris says, so he won the tournament and he got a title shot right out the gate. But now they've raced us because of his shirt. Stay off the weed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to shout out Tamara. Tamara's one of the few people who's out there and doing the work on Wednesdays of watching both shows. So shout out to Tamara Battles. She's out there watching AEW Dynamite and NXT at the same time. Same I see her in a too. few in a few groups. So I commend you, girl. You're a true wrestling fan and you're a true Wednesday night warrior. <laughs> one uh, more one more comment from a Josh Nicholson. Yes. The dude was mentally ill like a lot of us and the pressure got to him. Uh-huh. It's normal for a mental ill person to blow up like that it is it is and that's why i i have to like take back a lot of the things about like what i said with him get like acting weird with the whole social media thing now i kind of understand it more like the mental health issues kind of were staring us right in the face we just needed yeah yeah, we just needed someone to kind of just say yeah this is what he's going through Mm -hmm. let's kind of like ease back on going so hard on so, the next bit of news we got to get into, Sin Cara is the latest superstar to ask from his release from the WWE. He's also joined Mike Kanellis. Mike Kanellis also asked for his release after signing a five-year deal with the WWE earlier in the year. He asked for his release a couple of weeks ago. Now Sin Cara, who also re-signed a new deal earlier in the year, is also asking for his release. He feels like he has been stuck in a position and he he does not see the light at the end of the tunnel. He doesn't see his, his, value, his value being appreciated with WWE and to be honest, everything he said in his uh, his his soliloquy about his release was true. The man has been stuck in a gimmick that was buried by somebody else. Is it was buried and ruined by the original Sankara Mystico, 
And then he left the company because yep. he was botch fest and injury fest the entire time of his run. And then Hunako, who played the fake Sin Cara, became the real Sin Cara, and he's been stuck in this position ever since then. You know, I had like five, ten people that played this damn role. Yep. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Kind of like the suicide character from OTNA. Yeah. <laughs> but what do you think about Sin Cara, folks like Mike Canellas and Luke Gall- and uh, Luke Harper asking for their releases from WWE? It's one thing when you have you show up to work every week, ready to work, and they're not using you. Yeah. And you get sick of that. Like, yeah, I'm pay- I'm being paid. I- I'm guessing they're being paid when they show up. But I don't get to work. It's like no one sees me. And then if I do go out there, I'm being like made fun of, or I'm just like jobbing to someone, or just like just botch. And I know that my character, and I know who I am, and I've worked very hard to do this, is not being built to the potential that I know it's built could be. So I, I can understand the frustration. Like, is anyone that's at a job, you know, you're like, fuck this. I need to find me a new damn job. Let me go. Exactly. I don't want to pay you the money, so let me out of this contract. Help, help me, help you, let me go. I don't want to be here no more. I'm not happy, I want to go. Right. And that's what people start looking for other jobs. Like, I, and he's like any other human, I am not happy here. So, you know what? Let's just call it is what it is. I don't have to be mad at you guys. You don't be mad at me. I just want to go. Let's just, let's bygones be bygones. And Mike Cannell, when's the last time Mike Cannell was supporting the fight? I don't know, other than getting his uh, his brow beaten by his wife. Right, his wife. <laughs> I, I, his wife embarrasses every time he's on TV. Yeah. And they have another baby, like. And and they were the original ones that were supposed to do this uh, Bobby Lashley unit. Bobby Lashley was supposed to be the the father from Maria Canellis's father. Know what? I that can't. was the storyline. Yes. Cannot. Yes. I mean, some people don't don't whole, don't know that, but Lana yes, and, and Rusev the shit the, is the Lana the Lana Bobby Lashley and Rusev storyline was originally supposed to be with no, Canella, even, Mike Canellis and Maria Canellis. I had to change. I, I know we're going off topic. I had to change my channel several times because I was like, I am not listening to Lana talk foolishness on this television. I will not listen to trash. Well, well, that kind of segues to one of our other top news okay, side topics, ahead. so that's fine. Rusev recently in an interview called his current storyline with Lana and Bobby Lashley the hottest thing, the hottest storyline in WWE. What? But, but he, the numbers do support it. Uh, what? The cringeworthy, yes, I'm calling oh it God. the cringeworthy Lana is pregnant segment from this past Monday, Monday Night Raw, in, in the UK, that was panned in the UK. It was booed out the building. Certain people called it one of the worst segments of the year. Yes, yeah, it was trash. Go ahead, continue. It gained 1.5 million views on YouTube. Some people like a train wreck. Some people like to watch a train wreck. Some people like to watch something that makes them uncomfortable. So, yes, Rusev has the numbers to support that, yes, maybe possibly this storyline is the hottest in WWE. So you mean to tell me she didn't want to have Rusev baby, she wanted to have Javali Lashley baby? Yeah. Well, she said she was pregnant by Rusev, but it was all a ploy to get him beat up by Bobby Lashley again. She thought she was going to have a 15-pound Mashka baby. Yeah, when she said, I was like, ew. I had to turn because I couldn't hear her talk. Her segment was bad. People were booing. I couldn't, I couldn't take it. Like, I, it was, I, it was, I couldn't hear. I don't know. I don't want to hear it. And honestly, I was cringing because of how bad her acting was. But, yeah, well, she, but when she said the 15-pound Moshka baby, it completely took me out the segment. Because I was like, how can a baby be 15 pounds at nine weeks? 
<laughs> then also, just like the accent is in and out all the time. Is what? Are, what are we already know? No, no, no. It was really bad like one or two years ago. Now, legit, every word she says is in English except for Rusev. <laughs> Rusev is the only thing that she has a, a Russian accent for. Hated it. Usa. Next. Usa. So, going back to the Sinkara. Going back to the Sinkara story. Right now, backstage yes. in WWE, there's mixed reactions to superstars asking for releases. Some feel that they should be let go yeah. uh, if they're unhappy, while others feel that no one will be released anytime soon. Speaking of backstage, we got to go back to WWE backstage via Ryan Satin's new segment. Ryan Satin of the Pro Wrestling Sheet is called the Satin Sheet, where he kind of goes in with more insider information for WWE backstage. This is probably the segment I'm going to be looking forward to every week on this show. But he talked about Johnny Gargano has been ruled out of action for Survivor Series weekend. WWE is blaming the attack from Finn Balor on, on NXT a few weeks ago as a reason for that. Other news that he brought up, Samoa Joe will be out a few more weeks with uh -huh. a broken thumb. That he also talked about that on WWE backstage. Poor, poor Joe. Sad also announced that uh, Paige and The Miz signed brand new deals with WWE. Paige signed uh, an extension to be with WWE until 2023, while The Miz has signed an extension and he will be with WWE until 2025. Oh my God. And speaking of new deals, Randy Orton signed a new five-year deal with the WWE. So all those tweets and the shade he was throwing with uh oh I, 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 this is the elite level and all this stuff was just to get WWE That's to, old too. You know that, right? bring me that bag or I'm gonna get elite that's what Randy Orton said and he got the bag he got a new five year deal just to show up to work once or twice a week that's all that sounds like heaven I don't know Hey, Orton, Orton is with the shits. His wife is <laughs> <laughs> And uh, current plan for uh, Survivor Series, this one is it's a brand new news that I heard on Wrestling Observer today. Uh, they're going to plan to do the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship what? at Survivor Series. No, stop it. No, no. I don't, Why? No. You don't want to see the Fiend go one-on-one -on -one with Daniel Bryan? No, I don't want to see Daniel Bryan. No. Why are you, why are you hitting on Daniel Bryan? I don't... He's... I w I've been saying it to a few folks. I'm going to say it to you. I'm going to say it to the Spotlight Nation, the True Hills, and our YouTube subscribers. Daniel Bryan has been the 2019 best wrestler on the main roster. By far. It's not even close. He's, he's gotten over Eric fucking Rowan. He made it possible for Kofi Kingston to become the top babyface and WWE champion. He put over Mustafa Ali. Buddy Murphy, fucking uh, Luke Harper. Like, the list goes on and on of people that he's put over in 2019, and then he capped it off on November 1st by giving Adam Cole his biggest victory in the WWE. So, Daniel Bryan, 2019, main roster wrestler of the year. Hmm. Any argument against that? You're going to say Seth Rollins? Hell no. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> This week's Raw, speaking of Raw, you asked about S on True Hill Heat uh, 53. This week's Raw had the lowest rated third hour in the history of the show. I, I think that's what I checked out to. Sorry. In the history of the show. Non-holiday, worst third hour <laughs> in, in history. <laughs> New Year's, New Year's, and Christmas might have lower ratings, but that's probably because people are, you know, for New Year's getting drunk and Christmas spending time with their family. 
That's hilarious. So from hour one to three, they lost over 300,000 viewers from hour one to three. Uh, other I was one of them. Other news, Stone Cold Steve Austin will have a brand new sh uh, podcast on the WWE Network called the Stone Cold Broken Skull Sessions. It will debut soon with the current plan to do one per month with interviews with WWE stars as well as celebrities. Undertaker has been confirmed for the first episode and that episode was taped in September when we were at Madison Square Garden. Uh, WWE Starcade is coming back to the WWE Network on December 1st. It's going to be a one hour special from their live house show there. Mia Yim oh <laughs> oh that was coming. Mia Yim and Aaliyah both suffer broken noses on NXT. If you saw Aaliyah's uh, Twitter, that broken nose was hideous. And if you saw the main event, Mia Yim got a, a drop kick into a ladder, into her nose, shattered her nose. It caused the main event of NXT to get paused for a period of time while they tried to sew up her nose. But that was a great fight. Me and Yim deserves a lot of credit for continuing through with the that broken was great, nose. That was a great fight in itself, yes. Absolutely. Teams for the men's Survivor Series 5-on-5-on-5 five on five on five oh have been set for Raw and SmackDown. Team Raw will be Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Ricochet, while Team SmackDown will be... That's actually a good roster. I'm a good team. Team yeah. Raw is legit. One of the best five five superstars I've seen on one. That day. is a good. That is a good. You you said the names again now, please. Seth Rollins, mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Ricochet. Damn, that is a good ass team. Though. Now the other side of the <laughs> team SmackDown will be the Big Dog, Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Ali, who now is back, back to, to Mustafa, Mustafa Ali. Ali. Why did you change the name of goddamn first place? Continue. Shorty G and Braun Strowman. Wait, what? Shorty G is on Team SmackDown. All she needed to say there. Changes have been done to the NXT TakeOver War Games card. Matt Riddle will go one-on-one -on -one with Finn Balor. He should not. He, he don't deserve it. Hey, Matt Riddle is nope. replacing Johnny Gargano. We said Johnny Gargano is out. He's out with a neck injury, which I'm not surprised because Finn Balor dropped him on his fucking head on a ramp like... What were they thinking? Huh? Leave my sexy friend alone. He's, okay? well, Finn Johnny. Bella has been doing his thing since he's Johnny's crazy. had this neck injury since TakeOver Toronto. So I it. don't think dropping him on his head on a ramp was a good way to help him with his this neck is, injury. You're right. I don't think they should have did that more in the first place. Now, you're right. That's, you, I don't That's argue with that all, at all. That's all I'm saying. So because of Matt Riddle going one-on-one -on -one with That's Finn so Balor, he has been replaced in the men's war games for the show. Donovan, Don, Dominic Dijokovic will replace him on Team Champa, joining Tommaso Champa and Keith Lee versus the Undisputed Era. On the other side of the token, the women's five on uh, five on, uh, four on four war games. Team Baszler is now complete. It will be Kaylee Ray, the NXT UK Women's Champion, joining her team, joining Io Shirai, uh, Bianca Belair, and Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler seems looking. A it's looking, it's looking alright, yo. And I ain't even a Shane the Basil fan, yo. But that team right there, I'm, that's why that's my pick. Hey, they got the ace of the women's division. Period. WWE, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I'm go. not talking about Shayna. I'm talking about EO fucking Shirai is the best female wrestler in the WWE today, and she proved it on on NXT this week in a fantastic ladder match. 
because now they and have. She kind of just was made it everything just you know. She it, it just though. put it's everything like, together. She was right. already the okay. best in ring performer. Okay, now that. she's got the character to match it, and she got the victory over me again to give Team Baszler the advantage over Team Ripley in War Games. And finally, our last bit of WWE news: SmackDown Women's Champion Bailey attacked the NXT Women's Locker Room backstage during NXT this week, and then it ended with Bailey laying yeah. out Shayna Baszler to end the show. So she. So, Baszler's going to be fighting both nights? Yes. Oh, okay. She's a machine. Interesting. She's the right hand to our Lord and Savior. Now, see, I was going to say something nice if you said some stupid shit like that. Never mind. Continue. Anything from the spotlight in the True Hills before we get some more top news? Yes. Speak such travesty into my presence. No. All right. Chris Gutierrez, fuck your stack of dimes, quoting Prince Balor to Johnny Gargano. <laughs> I love it. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> also, Chris, can she speak English, pal? Regarding Io Shirai. <laughs> she speaks fine. She can speak any language. She speaks destruction. <laughs> Uh, Tamara is on it with the comments. Uh, she said the uh, that the uh, three-way angle reminded her of Raven, Beulah, and Sandman, or and Tommy rather from ECW. Okay, okay. And, and she also said that speaking of Seth, his little behind talking about he wants to face Punk. Oh God! That, yeah, that fight me, that fight me, CM Punk tweet. I swear to God. Seth Rollins is the biggest clout chaser in professional wrestling today. <laughs> this man always got a man. He, he, like, he saw CM Punk on WWE backstage. And I'm sorry. I saw them have a match. They had good matches before Punk left. But I don't want to see it. I don't want to see Punk now five years older. Uh, not, in, not in ring shape. Versus Seth. Same moves. Same formula for every fucking match he has. A thousand and one. Curb stomps. Who gives a shit? Seth, man, I'm done. I'm done with, with our producer's father. I'm done with his cloud <laughs> chasing. I'm done with his formulaic fucking matches. Come on. Do something great. And then you can talk shit. Until you do something great, shut the fuck up. Please. Woo! Mm. And Chris is just happy that Rusev is over as a sex machine. <laughs> sex addict Rusev. Let's run through some AEW You're not news. Be sex you need to get with the program. Mm. Please, 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 That's what we talking about. Anyway, get on and get out. AEW news. We got to talk about week seven of the Wednesday Night Wars. AEW Dynamite gained nine hundred and fifty-seven thousand viewers. This is up from last week's eight hundred and twenty-two thousand viewers. Uh, that is to be accredited for their great show over the weekend for AEW Full Gear. However. NXT is down this week after getting 813,000 viewers. That's they crazy. are down slightly to 750,000, meaning for the seventh straight week, AEW Dynamite has defeated NXT in the ratings. I'm going to say, I said last week, that the slight margin that AEW beat NXT for was only because NXT failed to promote the fact they were going to have AJ Styles and the OC on NXT. Which was a good, uh, yeah. And it's taken into account because I, I looked further into the numbers for last week. The last 45 minutes of NXT last week did a million viewers. Yes! So, Absolutely. if they would have announced the fact that they were going to have AJ Styles on Monday for Wednesday, they would have beat AEW last week. And NXT was... 
great this week, so I'm surprised. It, it was that great last week. It, it was, was great it's this been, week. It's been consistent. I ain't, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's been getting better and better and better and better every, every week. What's the key? On Raw, NXT invaded Raw again. Imperium and Walter, and Walter confronted Seth Rollins. And we got a three-minute Seth Rollins versus Seth, uh, Seth Rollins versus Walter match. <laughs> Followed that up with Street Profits and Kevin Owens running their ass down, and it became a Teddy Long special, a tag team match player. And who won? Well, well, pal, I think those NXT guys are getting too many victories. Let's have Raw win this one. So, yes, Seth Rollins... The Street Profits and Kevin Owens beat Imperium. They followed that up with the War Raiders. The War Raiders defeated who? The former NXT UK Tag Team Champions, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster, who have been on NXT UK for a whole year having great matches. They're in a three-minute squash against the War Raiders <laughs> on Monday Night Raw. And the so, uh, WWE, you want to know why NXT was down this week? Look in the fucking mirror, Vince. Vince, you're, why you needed to squash and bury NXT stars on Raw might be why you lost 60,000 viewers on Wednesday. Just saying. Just, so, a, just a hint. You're right. Okay. Because that was I a great finish, show. I didn't finish Raw, so I could Because I, I, it, was, it was bad. It was it, like trash to me. Sorry. It was really between bad. the commentators and and what's going on. It's, it's treated like it's like ugh. it was Saturday really night, Saturday night main event on the network. It, it was really it was really bad on on Monday. But we gotta get into more AEW news. Uh, the Young Bucks, Nick Jackson, did a Q and A on Twitter with fans, and he revealed that the win loss record may be reset either in January or after they make one year for Double or Nothing in May. So I I don't know how I feel about the the wins and losses resetting. I feel like it should be ongoing for the yeah. time that is AEW. Maybe they don't want to go too much into the high they numbers really, yeah. because of people's attention spans. But I feel I don't know how I feel about this. I will wait and see with this. Yeah. Tony Khan revealed the uh in the post full gear media scrum that AEW's next pay per view will be in the first quarter of 2020. Double or Nothing 2 will be Memorial Day weekend again in Las Vegas at the MGM Graham. And All Out will once again be in Chicago so during Labor it, Day weekend. they keeping it the same thing, all same locations. Yeah, I, I, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, and it's only going to be four pay-per-views for the year. I like that as so well. So like a big four. Yeah. Okay. I like, I like going back to the big four format because it gains more anticipation for these shows. And as we see with AEW, Double or Nothing... Uh, in yeah, May. It, was always, it was always like four big shows and then you just had like just build up to those shows. Yeah, exactly. Smaller shows in between. We might get another fighter fest or fight for the fall. Right, but right. the four major shows are going to be whatever the, the first quarter show is, double or nothing, all out. And then next year's full gear. Uh, and then they were also on talks as going to the garden. Yeah, and there is talks about them going to the Garden. Tony Khan says he's very interested in going there. Why the hell not, sir? Of course, they got to get around a lot of yellow tape. <laughs> I mean, Vince trying to stop them, but that's behind. Being a hater. That's besides the point. Being a hater. AEW Dynamite will be coming to Miami, Florida on January 15th. This follows up with their anniversary show the week prior and two weeks prior from that, their uh, big homecoming show. Cody Rose uh, suffered... Uh, I think it was 13 Ooh. stitches to his the top of his eye, as well as broken ribs. And Kenny Omega, with multiple different injuries, oh. they both were ruled out of this week's uh, AEW Dynamite following full gear. But he still went out there and was fighting. 
Cody was still out there and fighting, and within a minute of doing anything, he started bleeding from that cut again. Gash all open. Yes. Like. Terrible. Uh, Jimmy Havoc and Excalibur got into a fight during uh, Full Gear Weekend. It was a party at Jimmy's Seafood, and Excalibur, Excalibur got the victory, put down Jimmy Havoc. He laid him out. But uh, Tony Khan commented on it, and he said it was hilarious to watch. He said two guys that should not be what? fighting, fighting. Right. He was like, he was like, he was like, I didn't really take it that serious. He was like, they kind of squashed it afterwards. Pretty much. Uh, reports say that fa- of the fan that threw the drink at MJF at following his turn of Cody at Full Gear was a plant. Uh, Britt oh, Baker. Oh, yes, no. it was a plant. It was an indie, a indie fan or an indie wrestler. Uh, Britt Baker performed at Full Gear with uh, a hundred, uh, over a hundred degree flu. Uh, what? Yes, 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 she did. Yes, she did. After weeks of vignettes, uh, Warlord made his debut on AEW Dynamite this week, attacking Cody and aligning himself with MJF, following one of the best promos of the year with MJF and Chris Jericho in a promo exchange. Because my lord, is MJF about to be the biggest star in professional wrestling? This kid is 22 years old and went toe-to-toe with Chris Jericho on the mic and did not look out of place. He looked like he was a top star with Chris Jericho across the ring. He was on point. Like It's like they didn't even have to – they didn't practice. I'm sure they didn't even have to practice. It just just rolled off the tongue like it was natural. I'm sorry. One of my best lines of the year was, "You have a three. You have a three letter name. You're from you're from Long Island. It sounds like to me, your parents were watching me 25 years ago whooping Hoover Two Guerrero's ass and got horny." <laughs> <laughs> Chris Jericho, who he went in MJF had some great lines. This was a promo. If you have not seen the MJF Chris Jericho promo exchange, go out of your way to watch that. And speaking of Chris Jericho, Scorpio Sky pulls off the biggest upset in AEW history <laughs> by pinning Chris Jericho in the main event for the AEW Tag Team Titles as Sammy Guevara and Chris Jericho of the Inner Circle were defeated by SCU and Luchasaurus returned to AEW and AEW Dynamite helping Marco Stutt and Jungle Boy against the Dark Horse. Let's hear from the Spotlight and the True Hills. Tamara S. Battles says, Hoover to Guerrera! <laughs> Who the hell is Hoovy? <laughs> Google it, baby. <laughs> she also said, You would think the doctor would know better in regards to Brit. <laughs> She's a dentist, not a doctor. Mm, true, true. Same. She wants to know if you, we've addressed the Tom Lawler situation. We're going to get to that. We got MLW news to get to. We get to all the news here, Tamara. I appreciate you as a wrestling fan, and you will see on True Hill Heat, we get through every promotion possible. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris says, I'd rather eat sandpaper, a sandpaper marshmallow than listen to another Jerry Lawler dad joke. Oh, my God. Jerry Lawler uh, has, has decreased his quality in commentary every single week since his return. It's really bad. I'm, I'm, uh, Almost as bad as JR. JR, I'm sorry. I'm going to call a spade a spade. Ooh. You were fucking up big time at full gear. What's that move that moved that hardcore? What did hardcore Holly used to call that move? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. I caught that. Oh my God. <laughs> and then Excalibur said, I don't know. You got me there. And then literally like 100,000 people tweeted him. The Alabama yes. Slam. The Alabama Slam. I said it out loud in my living room, yo. Oh my God. Uh, it's, it's, I'm, uh, it's, it's sad to see your childhood heroes. Too much Bluetooth, man. Oh my God. 
like you have such high hopes. I, I didn't think Jerry would have been that good coming back anyway. But Jim Ross is Jim Ross, and you, you know we hold him to like a really high count. Like you need to retire like the Undertaker's friend. Let let Tony and Excalibur do it. Tony is on no, point. Tony, Tony, yeah, I love Tony. I yes. love Tony on No, I've loved Tony from when he was. So, he has been good even when he was on WWF, WWE. WWF, yeah, yeah, way back in the day. Back, back <laughs> in the day. Then he went to WCW and was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And now it's like he's not, like, it just comes out like it's just natural. He's, he hasn't missed a step. He no. has not missed a beat. It's, it's, it, and then, like, the whole interviews with Cody is just yeah, it, it's excellent. Like, it is wonderful. Like he, With him, it doesn't matter what role they give him. Commentary, yo, interviewing doing, somebody, the control center on AEW Dark or the special. He does it all. Like, Tony Schiavone. He has probably, not missed a beat at all. He's man. been the best pickup as far as commentary for AEW. Talk about it. I mean, come on. But let's go to their uh, their former sister in Japan, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And speaking of AEW, we got to talk about their BP Kenny Omega. Uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling president, Harold Mangey, denies that New Japan Pro Wrestling had anything to do with trying to stop Kenny Omega from entering Japan. Hmm. Yeah, okay. And <laughs> I mean, I like that's uh, you're doing some Vince moves over there, people. Other New Japan news: Katsusori Shibata might be cleared. Uh, uh, this will be an ongoing story until we get to January, but he might be cleared to wrestle for Wrestle Kingdom 14 versus Kenta. If he is not, the backup plan currently right now is to do Kenta versus Goto, uh, Goto which is Goto is the uh, training partner and former high school t- high school teammate of Shibata. So either way, I think we're gonna get a great match there. Will Osprey on. Unfortunately, during their latest U.S. tour in San Jose and Los Angeles, he suffered an arm injury in the main event of New Japan at uh, Showdown in San Jose. So hopefully he's going to be healthy because I need to see him and Hiromu at Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, I just want to get through ROH news, and then we're gonna we got the MLW and Impact news for Tamara. ROH news is just a two bit before we get to your spotlight and True Heels. Indie legend, uh, New York indie engine Dan Moth. He has signed a deal with Ring of Honor, his home promotion here in New York. WrestlePro will say farewell to Moth this Saturday in Rahway, New Jersey. And ROH has signed new matches for Final Battle to join PCO versus Roosh for the ROH world title. It will be Shane Taylor defending the ROH TV title against Dragon Lee. Bully Ray will go one-on-one with Mark Haskins in a street fight. And Vincent, not Vinny Marcellana, he's now Vincent, will go one-on-one with his former Kingdom teammate, Matt Taven, in a grudge match. This follows Vinny turning his back on Taven and attacking him with his famous axe at ROH Unauthorized. Let's hear from the spotlight and the true heels before we finish up top news. Two quick things. Carlito Way says, It's 3 a.m. in the UK, and all I want is my commitment shouted out so I can go to bed. Your <laughs> commitment? <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I, 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 let's shout him out. Wait, wait, what's his name again? Carlito Way. Carlito Way. You are you are our True Hill Heat 54 fan of the episode. You are watching at 3 a.m. in the morning? My God, you are committed to the heat. I need you to push that subscribe button, though. Push that subscribe button, go to sleep, and watch the rest of True Hill Heat when we post it on our YouTube channel. Yes, I just threw the pen at you all the way from the UK. And it 
And Chris Chris says, can we admit that Cornette and Galley on power has lo- has been low key the most consistent commentary team these last six weeks? Yes. Yes, because Galley, he's trying to be a tabloid reporter. He's trying to get Camille to talk. He's I, I like Galley because he's committed to getting Camille to talk. I like Jim I like Jim Cornette because well, no, I don't like Jim Cornette. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I would say there are top three commentary team right there. Jim Cornette and Joe Galley is right Just up there. Can you my sweater, please? With Mauro, Nigel, and Beth Phoenix, minus Beth Phoenix. I could do it without Beth Phoenix. I, that's why I said minus my Phoenix. If it was just Maro and Nigel, yeah, maybe the would be, best. Yeah, it would be so good, man. Like, yes, yeah, I feel like she's holding them back, too. She's making the ship sink. Well, they need at least one female, I guess. Supposedly, now. Hey, teach song. Any other comments before we finish up? All right, so we got last bit of news. This is with Impact and MLW. I'm going to end off the news with what Tamara wants to hear. But Impact news, uh, the current lineup for working producers for Impact Wrestling is actually a quite interesting one. Their current producers are Jimmy Jimmy Jacobs, Tommy Dreamer, former uh, WWE creative team member R.D. Evans, former uh, manager for Ring of Honor as well, P.D. Williams, who is currently an X-Division wrestler for uh, Impact Wrestling, D'Lo Brown, uh, Gail Kim, and Don Callis. That is that is probably one of the better uh, set of producers that Impact has ever had. So I'll give them credit for that. Triple uh, A news: Lucha, Lucha Bros have signed a new deal with Triple A, as well as Killer Cross has returned to Triple A at an event in Torso, uh, Mexico. MLW news: We got Teddy Hart uh, lost the MLW Middleweight Championship against uh, Myron Reed thanks to the Contra Contra Unit Contra Unit uh, Joseph uh, Joseph Samuel. He threw a fireball in Teddy Hart's face, causing him to lose the title. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. versus TJP, as well as MJF against his stablemate in the Dynasty Alex Hammerstone, has been added to MLW Opera Cup in New York City in December. King Mo, the former MMA fighter, has signed a deal with MLW. So King Mo returns to professional wrestling. And finally, Tom Lawler, filthy Tom Lawler, one of the faces <laughs> of MLW. If you don't, if you don't know uh, filthy Tom Lawler, he's a former UFC uh, fighter as well, a former MMA fighter. He's also the co-host of Filthy Four Daily on Wrestling Observer with Brian Alvarez. He has said that he is done with MLW after his contract negotiations have hit an impasse. It's hit an impasse. They can't find a deal together. So what do you think about hmm. Filthy Tom? Do you see Filthy Tom going to maybe like WWE, AEW, or do you eventually see them get through these contract negotiations? Because he has been one of the top stars and faces of MLW. I think he can get he can get through this and, and probably just stay where he is. If he's, if he's drawing people in, they'll try their best to keep him. He's a former MLW champion. Even after losing the title, he's always in one of the marquee matchups. He had. A, uh, we'll talk about him and Davey Boy Smith Jr. in a little bit. But let's hear from the spotlight in the True Heels. What you guys think of MLW? What you guys think of Tom Lawler being done? King Mo signing with MLW? Post it in the comments section. We'll get to you guys, but we got to run through what we missed. 
What we miss is New Japan, New Japan Showdown, as well as New Japan Pro Wrestling Showdown in LA. Biggest moments from these shows in San Jose, Okada and Osprey defeated Red and Ibushi. This was the match where Osprey broke it, uh, got the uh, sprained sh- uh, arm injury. ELP, El Fantasmo, successfully defends the uh, Cruiserweight Championship from Red Pro against Sho from Rapongi 3K. This was after Sho defeated him in the Super Junior Tag League. LIJ got the victory over Bullet Club in a six-man tag team matchup in Los Angeles. And Jushin Thunder Liger had his final two matches here in the United States of America. So how, how familiar are you with Jushin Liger? Not too familiar? I, I, I would just say this man has had probably the most legit... Uh, the, the most famous career of any Japanese wrestler. Really? He was a cartoon in Japan. That's how famous he is. That's wow. how much of a top star he is. Yeah. And if you want to look up one match, I know you have the WWE Network. Go out of your way. Watch this one. Brian Pillman versus Jushin Liger from Super Brawl 1992 in WCW. Okay. Little tidbit for you guys. I'm giving you I'm giving you little gems. Go little, to the little, WWE little Network. Little Super Brawl 1992. Brian Pillman versus Jushin Thunder Liger. So, of course, we got to name Liger the MVP for New Japan's latest U.S. tour since he did his final two matches. And the match of the weekend for a showdown as well as uh, New Japan showdown and showdown in Los Angeles is ELP versus Show. They had a great match for the Red Pro British Cruiserweight Championship. MLW Blood and Thunder, their biggest moments. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, Myron Reed of Injustice. Injustice got their first gold as he defeated uh, Teddy Hart to become the MLW middleweight champion. Contra Unit is after all the gold and all the power and apparently want all the smoke because they're throwing fireballs in people's faces. In MLW, they went after Teddy Hart. They started a feud with the Hart Foundation, which I'm very going to be interested in. I'm interested to see is Teddy Hart going to go for the MLW World Championship or maybe Davey Boy Smith Jr. versus Jacob Fatu of the Contra Unit. Those are very interesting matchups. And they're yeah, also going to go after the Von Erics and the tag team titles. Yeah, this is just getting... The, the stakes are getting higher and higher, man. Like, what the heck? Hey, MLW is getting interesting right now, I got to say. I, mean, I, I watched their last pay-per-view. It was a hell of a show. If you haven't already, you should as well. Tom Lawler had his final match with MLW as he went one-on-one with Davey Boy Smith Jr. And then low-key, in a brutal, hard-hitting matchup, got the victory over Timothy Thatcher. So the match of the night for uh, Blood and Thunder, I got to give it to Tom Lawler versus Davey Boy Smith Jr. And the MVP, of course, for his final show, possibly, possibly, can't say it's for sure yet. He says he's done, but anything's possible in wrestling. Mm -hmm. Maybe his final show for MLW, I got to give Tom Lawler the MVP. So before we get into full gear and go through a lineup for next week's Wednesday Night War, let's hear from the spotlight in the True Hills. Let's hear what you got to say. Any new comments? I see Tamara is commenting. So any new comments from anybody else? Yeah, in regard to uh, the fireball, he said he better be Skandar Akbar with that fire in the face. She also says that... (laughs) She also says that 1992 was a good year in WCW. I don't care what anyone says. You're right, girl. 1992 was good. We had Sting versus uh, Vader in Battle Battle Dome. Like, come on. 1992, 1993 was another good year. You had Vader versus Cactus Jack in the uh, street fight at Halloween Havoc. Like, there are some gems to watch from WCW from, like, 1992, 1993, and 1994. Mm. So... WWE Network is there for you guys. Use it I mean, if you can get through that new app. 
I'm sorry. Ever since that update, that shit is annoying. It is a little tough. Well, I, had, I had a whole bunch of shows I was watching on Continue to Watch. It is all gone. The fuck? Oh, damn. <sighs> That's kind of, that sucks. Anything else from the spotlight yes. or crew? Yes. Chris says, I have no idea why, but I see Tom in NXT eventually. Ooh. But Tamara doesn't want him in WWE. They would not know what to do with him. Uh, anyway, I just feel like the only thing they would do with him is feud him with Matt Riddle and then call it a day. They're both MMA fighters. That's all I can see them doing. So, AEW Full Gear, like we said, it was a jam-packed weekend of professional wrestling, but this was by far the, the pay-per-view everyone was looking forward to. So, Miss Chrissy Love, I know you had to, you couldn't stick around at the viewing party for too long, but did you right. watch the whole show? I didn't watch so everything, but I, see, I know what happened. Though. All right. Yeah, so, so. so, what do you think about the most, what is being called the most polarizing match of 2019? John Moxley uh. versus Kenny Omega. You bet on Wrestling Observer, on Dirt Sheets, any wrestling fans that I spoke to, I had a mix. It was down the line. Mix people, some people were calling it one of the most brutal, insane, great, fantastic matches they have ever seen. They, some people were giving it four and three quarters or five stars, while others were saying it was the, it was one of the most disgusting things they've ever seen in professional wrestling. They what? said it was too, they said it was too dangerous, too violent. They said the barbed wire was unnecessary. Wow. The barbed wire bed was unnecessary. Pulling off the uh, pulling off the mat and doing those hard ass bumps on the wood, which honestly made me cringe more than the barbed wire, was Kenny Omega doing a phoenix splash face first into wood. I was just like, ouch. But <laughs> when you saw his shiner that he had on dynamite, then you understood why I, mean, I said ouch. Listen, but listen, listen. what do you think? Like Is that what real or makeup? I, I think it was makeup. Yeah, I think it was okay. juice. You had to juice it up a little. Little, little, little something, something. But what do you what did you think about what you saw of John Moxley versus Kenny Omega? Do you do you think it deserves to be this polarizing? I thought it was a great match, to be honest. Yeah. Um, something that we haven't been able to see on our end, as far as like in the states for a while. Um, so it's been on what damn near how how when was the last time we had like a match like that? As far as on like a mainstream promotion, I guess you could say like TNA back in the day when they had like the the Abyss Monster Ball matches or matches against Samoa Joe right. or Sabu. I mean, just be happy that we have these platforms of wrestling to watch, guys, and they're gonna bring us different kinds of not the ordinary regular schmegler stuff that we're used to. So they want to change up the game. Now, yes, we they are beating up their body, but to entertain us. And I just think that it's very commendable for them to put on a match and just keep going with each other for so long and still be entertaining and put their bodies through hell so that we can enjoy a great match between two phenomenal people. I mean, I appreciated the match. My first reaction to the match was definitely... I. I loved it. I gave it, if you saw my match ratings on uh, the True Hill Heat page, I gave it four stars. I thought it was a very memorable, hardcore, it was very violent, but it was the right type of violent. It had enough insane spots, and I kept. I felt like it kept building, and I felt like even though they did a barbed wire bed and then got back into the ring and exposed the wood, I felt like the wood was more dangerous than the barbed wire yeah, bed. So, so that, that was them escalating <laughs> the story. And it told a really great story of Kenny becoming this sadist and only being 
it focused on hurting John Moxley, while Moxley was more focused on getting the victory yeah. on Kenny Omega. Yeah, so I thought they told a great story, but I can also understand the people that were against it felt like it was too dangerous, too, too violent. On one, on one level, I will mention what uh, Brian Alvarez said from Wrestling Observer. He said that you had two guys who, were basic, who basically committed puncture wounds to each other's backs, and then they spent the next 30 minutes bumping on a dirty ring, mm-hmm. bumping on a dirty floor, bumping onto more barbed wire, and one of the guys just had an elbow infection no. less than two months ago. Wow. So, yes. yes. Yes, yes, there yes, are yes. there are good points yep. to make yep. in like why this match was maybe a little bit too dangerous, why some of the risks they take, and also Kenny Omega is uh, like we all say he's top three, top five wrestlers mm-hmm. in the world. John Moxley, ever since he's left the WWE, has, has become one of the hottest, yep. one of the biggest names in professional wrestling today. These guys didn't need to have that type of match to have a great match. Because they sold the match regardless before they even they, had the match. They yeah. sold the match regardless before then. And they could have had a really great, decent, regular match. match. And they didn't have to do any of this stuff. So I understand both sides of the view. And that's why I'm kind of in the middle of it. I do want to hear from the spotlight, the True Hills, our comment section on our YouTube channel. And I want to hear what you guys think. Let's talk about this further. Because I feel like it is polarizing in the right way. But... If it's going to be remembered for one thing, I think it should be remembered for being yeah. the most polarizing yeah. match and one of the most violent think, matches yeah. of 2019. I think it definitely should be um, remembered as something that was like, something that they put their bodies through just to entertain us. And like you said, they don't have to do that. They sold the match without even having to go through all that stuff. But they wanted to entertain us and they wanted to do something different and out of the norm than they've usually done. I mean, Omega done these things, really. They both have done it, yeah. but not together on this platform. So... Exactly. It's commendable for them, yeah. And John Moxley really wanted to do this type of matchup. He got to do it. And now he's probably the craziest and most dangerous guy in AEW. <laughs> so, we got to talk about the main event of the evening, the real main event, because AEW made that non-sanctioned. The real main event was the world title match between Jericho and Cody. Honestly, I felt like it was one of Cody's best matches in yeah. quite some time. I feel like it was Chris Jericho's best match since his match with Kenny Omega last year at Wrestle Kingdom. This match told a fantastic story. Uh, you had the, the missed suicide dive on the ramp that busted Cody <laughs> open. Oh my God, that cut was, was gruesome. And I'm and the people that thought that he bladed himself, no, no he you don't blade yourself in the shape of a fucking eye. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do it in right, the right shape, like, the yeah, no, and you he, don't do like this. You do this. Yeah. You don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> you don't do half a circle for a cut. No, that was a, a legit a legit cut on the top of his eye. Uh, and it and it helped elevate the match to me. It yeah. made it it made it more dramatic. And the fact that MJF threw the towel in, you understood because Cody was on his last run. He was in the walls of Jericho. He was not going anywhere. And MJF throws in the towel. But that turn at the end made it beautiful. Mm-hmm. It made it a five star affair. The turn at the end made everything right. What was your thoughts on the MJF turn as well as the match? Um, I didn't see that part coming for the MJF. Um. But he's a little slick little motherfucker, so of course, <laughs> some shit like that, you can't, you can't trust him, so I, I don't like it, but it's entertaining and it's really good, and like you said, this was a great Cody match, it was a great, um, entertaining just thing that all, like, no one seen him throwing in the towel 
as far as that be the ending of the whole match in itself. Yeah. But he had him in a wall. He had him like down and and just like throwing in the towel. It was like, what do you mean you throwing in the towel? Like, I mean, he he probably would have lost regardless. But now does that change the way he lost and how things happen? Can he not still go for the belt? Well, the it was by like a ref, so technically. Well, to go back to what we talked about with the with the AEW news, Nick Jackson did his Q and A on Twitter, right. and he said that they will not be going back on stipulations. That mm. stipula- stipulations count in AEW, so he will not be going for the AEW title anytime soon. Wow. Okay. Hey, it's all right. I know you're WWE conditioned to break every stipulation. John Cena gets fired and he's on Raw the next day, but AEW is going to actually follow through on on, uh, stipulation, which I commend them for because Cody right now is the hottest face in professional wrestling, but I feel like him and MJF, they can go for the next year. Especially adding in someone like Warlow, you got I mean, Dustin Rhodes, but, but you got you the Young Bucks, you got so many other things. This could be a feud for the next year. It could be a few. You know, it could carry on for a little bit of a while. I guess so. But then you still have the inner circle that's also beating up his the brother. Like it's, it's, he's got it, Cody's got is uh, being stretched in a little in a couple of different ways. Yeah, but, like he's it, he now he has like the the whole MJF. Thing. I, I don't know. Like it could. I guess it can like be played in every other realm of, and be a storyline that stretches so long to like next year, but. We just got to watch it and play it out and see what happens. I, don't know. I mean, we got to watch and see, wait and see. But I just feel Cody has done pretty much everything he has can do right. as a professional wrestler. He He's played multiple different characters from dashing to undashing to, to now the, the grandson of a plumber, the American Nightmare. Oh, so that's, 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 that was a nice that's, shirt. Yeah, man. Uh, I like that shirt, too. He's been, in, he's been in multiple different stables from Legacy to the Elite. He's had five-star matches. He's had great matches, great story matches great athletic matches now he has a chance to make someone yeah to make a guy in this business 22 years old njf by far to me he is the second coming of roddy roddy piper Mm, he is the second coming of roddy roddy piper and now cody rose can make him that he can make him that solidify him and he's going to be a top star for aew Definitely. Uh, Santana and Ortiz got the victory over uh, the Young Bucks, but after the fact, the Rock and Roll Express got some revenge on Santana and Ortiz. Ricky Morton with Yo! the slowest Canadian destroyer in history, and I'm sorry. He did it, though. But I'm sorry. At this so, point, it was just so... Go ahead. on November 9th, 2019, <laughs> at 8.31 p.m., the Canadian Destroyer officially became Pro Wrestling's new super kick when Ricky fucking Morton, at 63 years old, did a fucking Canadian Destroyer. It became the super kick. Everyone does the Canadian Destroyer now. A 63-year-old motherfucker did the Canadian Destroyer. He did it, though. He did it, though. Wait, wait, what? You didn't pop, boy? I popped. I, no, don't get me wrong. Okay. I popped. But this was the moment where the Canadian Destroyer jumped the shark. Come on. That was the moment. That was the moment. Dive. He was. He was. He out got there. help with the destroyer. He got help with the 
charge, but he did the dive. I don't, I don't know where Robert Gibson was. I just saw he Pat was, with him. Our good friend Pat Chavez was with was uh, Ricky Morton yeah. playing the role of uh, of uh, Robert Gibson. Shout out to Pat Chavez. <laughs> um, Hangman Page finally defeated Pac. He finally got a victory, a pinfall victory over Pac at uh, AEW Full Gear. Uh, Rio defeated Sakura for the AEW Women's Championship, successfully defending that. In my in my eyes, as well as Uncle Dave Meltzer, this was the best AEW Women's match so far. This was very very well worked. These two women know each other so well yeah. because Sakura trained Rio, and they had a great exchange of uh, roll ups and pins at the end, which Rio got the victory, and SCU got the victory over the Lucha Bros and Private Party, and then after the match, Christopher Daniels as Pentagon Thress made his return attacking the Lucha Bros. Match of the night, I'm going to give it to Cody and Jericho. I thought yeah, Monty yeah, and, yeah, and Omega yeah. was amazing. It was an insane match, but Jericho and Cody, as far as the story and the match, I give it to them. They definitely deserve match of the night. I, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, yes, a cool second is Moxley and Omega, but definitely as far as like being consistent and never like Missing a beat, got to go to the, the the main event, which was Mr. Cody and Mr. Mr. Cody, the biggest El baby Champion. face, and El Champion get the match of the night, and I will go with MVP for Cody for that cut for the MJF heel turn. He he deserves MVP because he he went out there and he put on a performance for us. So. That is all for the AEW Full Gear Review. Anything from the spotlight in the True Heels, we're going to run through the Wednesday night docket for this coming week before we wrap things up. All right, before that, drunk guy JJ says, I was right there. It definitely wasn't a blade job. Hit the ramp hard as hell. Thank you, Tariq. We appreciate you. (laughs) He also adds, fuck those old farts. And Chris says forcing senior citizens to do this type of shit should be illegal. It really should, though. Like it's like it's against some rules. <laughs> I mean, but they say some said yes. So wait, wait, wait. Chris also says Rock and Roll Express are on power. Also, these dusty fucks work more dates than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Chris. That was a good one. But yes, yes, they they do work wow. a lot of dates. They work a lot of dates. So this coming I'm week. Oh my god, I can't. No, no. no. Oh, this coming oh week on, on uh, NXT, we got a big time main event. It's going to be a ladder match to determine the advantage for the men's war games. It's going to be that the, be the NXT champion, uh, Adam Cole, going one on one with Donovan Dijokovic. Who you got? Mm, damn. Don't think too hard. <laughs> Um, I don't know, man. That I don't know. It's only two people. I know, but <laughs> it's war games. I know. War games only works if the heels have the advantage. Right. Cold wins. Right. It's not that hard. I know. I don't I love it. If it was for the NXT championship, maybe right. it'd be hard. Right. But this is not Adam Cole. You're right. Adam Cole. <laughs> and I love me some Adam Cole. But Adam Cole. He's winning. All right, AEW Dynamite, that's the only match they have announced for uh, NXT this week. <laughs> well, it is the go-home show for War Games, so right, I understand right. why they announced Yeah, 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 yeah. They're so, still building it up. Okay, fine. AEW Dynamite uh, this coming week, they're, they're bringing back a WCW classic, the Battle Dome. It is a 12-man 
Battle Royal, they are calling it the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. It's going to be 12 men competing in a Battle Royal with the final two men going one-on-one -on -one and the winner winning a luxurious, very prestigious AEW ring. Who you got? Name anyone on the roster. You don't, It does not matter. We don't know who's in the match. You yeah, can name, anyone. You can name anyone. You can name anyone. You can name anyone. That's not in the other match. Ricky Martin. <laughs> <laughs> you know who I'm going with? Who? Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Orange Cassidy for the win in the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal because he could put on the ring and just do like this. Absolutely. Who you got? Anyone. You got Pac? That's, got a, that's actually a good choice. Mm. I, I actually Pac. like that choice. Pac, Pac needs some momentum. He got a little bit of momentum. That's the final two. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Hey, I, I can take final top two. Sure, why not? I mean, Why not? Hell, we don't even know who the hell is in the damn match. So mm -hmm. And then Pac got his win back over uh, Hangman Page on Dynamite this week. That's so true, maybe true. he follows yeah. up and wins this a luxurious true, ring. True, true. This so one. going to be like a chance. Like the ring that they give like the basketball players and the football players. Like a big ring like that. Yeah, yeah, like that. Ooh. Ooh, that's fancy. Fancy, okay. fancy. Uh, this one is dedicated to Matt Travis, just like True Heat 54. is going to be Santana and Ortiz versus Matt Travis's former training partner at House of Glory, Private Party. So you got Private Party going up against Santana and Ortiz. Santana and Ortiz. I think Santana and Ortiz, I got to agree with you there. I think they're going to continue the momentum. They are undefeated in tag team matches so far in AEW. And that, that, that match they had was... Good as well too. So that was, that, that was they, great. They, 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 first of all, they opened up the damn show. That was and a great match. Old pinstripes and all Bronx, New York. You, you know how Cardi? You say Cardi B is from the Bronx, like she's just straight Bronx. And that brawl on AEW Dynamite was fun as fuck. Yo, yo, it made me watch the commercial yo, because I'm like, yo, are they really gonna go through this whole yes, commercial brawling? Yes, yes, and I'm like, what? Yes. I could have turned to NXT at this point. I was just like, are they legit gonna brawl through this whole commercial? And I was like, they legit brawl through the entire commercial. And not only that. The fact that they did that, because the only question everybody had when Cody got attacked right, right. by Warlord and MJF is like, where's all his friends? Yeah. His brother's injured, okay, but what about the elite? The Young Bucks are in the back fighting with Santana and Ortiz. I was like, AEW thinks about the stuff that we're going to ask yep. and then takes care of that detail. Pretty, I appreciate much, that. Yes, it did. I'm going to agree with her. Santana and Ortiz got the victory. Was, yeah, that was a good match. And then the he... He actually like spray. Did he, did he they spray, spray painted a hole, the hole, and then they said they put him through the hole. Fucking <laughs> classic. And then, and, and then my favorite part of the whole angle is that, okay, okay, we'll we'll relax, we'll we'll go. Hey, Brandon, guess what? We live. <laughs> Yo, Ortiz is hilarious. Ortiz biting the top rope at full gear <laughs> as he got super kicked. Probably my favorite spot of that whole match. They are just, they are phenomenal. Like, they, this is, you know how they have, like, blessings in disguise? Like, you know, you have just, there's other things, open a new door, close one door to open a new door. Best door they walk through. AEW. Best damn door that they walk through, man, because they have been entertained, entertaining, they have entertained us to, like, the fullest. I mean, that whole broad, they had, like, how many people out there trying to stop them? And they was like, all right, we're going to go, we're going to go. Nah, nah, we're not. One is over there, one over here. 
it's just super kicking in security. Yeah, it's, it's not in the back. At, in the at, backstage, he's jumping off the table. Oh, forklift. On the forklift. <laughs> Yo, that that was just an insane brawl and angle that they had on AEW Dynamite. More of this type of AEW Dynamite. I want to say this this past week was one of the best pace. We had the Jericho, uh, the Jericho MJF uh, promo. Yeah. You had the the Moxie promo, the Darby Allen making the challenge to Moxley, and just the different angles like that brawl between the Young Bucks and Santana and Ortiz and other things throughout the show just made it possible. Even the lower card feud, like them yeah. starting Dark Order versus Jurassic Express with Luchasaurus getting one of the biggest pops of the whole night. It's just fun. And then the main event next week on AEW Dynamite is one I'm really looking forward to. I just mentioned it. John Moxley going one-on-one with Darby Allen. Who you got? Ooh, John Moxley. I think it is. It, yeah, it's kind of obvious. Moxley needs to get this victory yeah, here. He needs, his, he needs these victories right now. Um, make, build them, I mean, he doesn't. He don't need them, but he, they're going to give them to them. Darby Allen's the type of guy he doesn't need to win all the time. Yeah. He can get over by losing here, just getting his ass kicked and keep coming. That's what Darby Allen is known for. So we're going to wrap things up on this edition of True Hill Heat. Any final comments from the Spotlight, the True Hills, or anyone else? Chris says, if Ricky Morton wins, I'm Tope suiciding off my roof. <laughs> Tope Suicida! <laughs> I, try, I love when Tony said, this is my, that's my favorite move. I love it every time. <laughs> but yes, we are going to wrap things up on this edition of True Hill Heat. True Hill Heat 54. I want to thank Miss Chrissy Love once again for uh, joining us. You know, Top Guy JJ, we send you a, a shout out all the way across the pond. I hope you're having a good time out there and you're back with us next week before, yeah. for our Survivor Series preview. We're going to go through the entire Survivor Series weekend, the NXT TakeOver War Games card, as well as every single match for WWE Survivor Series. Quick little plug for a couple of other podcasts that I work on. Toxic Talk, uh, that's up on YouTube. We want to up those YouTube uh, views and subscribers for the Toxic Talk YouTube, so check that out. Four Quarters Podcast, our latest episode on on load management and the king of load management, Kawhi Leonard. I have a lot of very nice things to say about What was about the last him. topic of Toxic Talk? Last topic of Toxic Talk was our favorite porn stars. Ooh, who's your favorite porn yeah, star? Yeah, who's your... Who, I have... You got to tune in to Toxic Talk. Oh, uh, but I will say... Who's your favorite porn star, Chrissy? I don't have one, actually. Mm. Okay. Wait, no. Mm. Sounds suspect. Yeah, yeah. Let, 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 yeah, yeah. Let's get, let's put a lie detector on her. Let's Wait, look at, the, let's look at that name. browser history. Browser history, real quick. <laughs> I, I, I don't know her name. I have to look. Her checking out those G one climaxes. It could be a him. Yeah, it, it could be a him. him. But could I don't think it's him. him. I think it's a girl. It could be a him. It could okay. be a her. Well, let let let's see. Okay, hold on, I might find it. For she, you. She's trying to I'm find gonna, it for you. I'm she's trying to end this finish, episode finish. hot. Yes, yes, yes. But keep talking. we gotta plug our new lineup once again. Like I said, a new slate of segments are coming to our YouTube channel sooner rather than later. We are not announcing this for 2020. We are actually announcing this for very shortly coming up. So mm. the Romeo Report, our weekly our weekly news report, where Romeo Cologne, the true troll of the True Hills, he's gonna be with you with the Romeo. Report report on our YouTube channel True Hill Heat uh, going raw with drunk guy JJ where he's taking shots for every bad segment on Monday Night Raw we thank Jaquan for his sacrifice that's going to be coming to our YouTube channel hit the Quan. hit the Quan. hit the 
three count when SP3 will be coming to our YouTube channel as well. And of course, the beautiful, the lovely Miss Chrissy Love and the rest of the Lynch clan will be giving you our SmackDown review. Next week on True Hill Heat 55, well, like I said, I have a little something special for the good brother Ness who helped us produce True Hill Heat 53. He's going to have something special for our YouTube channel as well as who we're going to bring you someone special from another YouTube channel, a very popular YouTube channel. I might have appeared on there giving you some power. Who knows? But they're going to be giving you a special AEW Dynamite review. So oh, I'll announce okay. that on True Hill Heat 55. So tell them where they can find you on social media before we wrap things up. Um, you can find me on uh, IG, uh, Twitter, and on Facebook at Miss Chrissy Love or underscore uh, Miss Sensational Miss Chrissy Love or Mrs. Lynch. Mrs. Lynch. So... You can check me out on uh, Instagram, TrueHeel underscore EpicSP3. Oh, um, I will be on the Jabba's Heroes podcast on Sunday for their Big Four um, episode. So I will see you guys on Sunday for that. Um, check me out if you all are on that page. You'll see what the idea with this lovely Janelle of HR and the rest of the ladies of the clan. Can't wait. It's going to be a great one. We're going to talk about all WWE things and the... Next big four, which is the Survivor Series takeover weekend that's coming up. Survivor Series weekend, you got a lot to unpack, and Chrissy Love's gonna be with you all week Sunday, and then she's back with us for Trulo Heat on 55 Thursday. on Thursday, live on the spotlight, or if you're watching from YouTube. Like I said, True Hill underscore Epic SP3. Find us on the Twitter machine, True Hill Heat. Become a subscriber to our YouTube channel. We need to eclipse that 300, and there is so much content that is about to be coming at you very soon on True Hill Heat's YouTube channel. <laughs> so, for Miss Chrissy Love, I am the True Hill Phenom SP3. For True Hill Heat 54, we will see you next Thursday for True Hill Heat 55. Signing off.